0: radio the boink radio we're You're here so at good. The boink obs radio. backup we got obs we got craig we got obs we got craig we got delta j ringo on the mics talking about boink every friday at five pm eastern join us on the boink network discord
1: server. we are the boink guys <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, but seriously, join us every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Boink Network Discord where you just have a good old time talking about boink things. Today we're gonna to talk about our first moments with the boink, how we got into it and what's going on with our with our boink lives. Uh, and of course we got the news for you this week. We got uh, no boink workshop videos to talk about yet. But it did wrap up, so once those videos are uploaded, we're all going to sit here, glue our eyeballs to the screen, and then tell you about what went down. But really, keep an eye out yourself, because you can just watch the, the presentations yourself once they're uploaded to the Boink Workshop YouTube. Um, and apparently, I guess, Delta has a new type of oak this week.
1: I do, and before I talk about it, uh, if any of you in the chat also have a fun little story to tell about how you stumbled upon Boink, please type it in the chat or at least tell us that you'd like to open up your microphone and uh, give us a yell on how, how you've actually found it.
0: I would appreciate it if no one yells, though. I, I <laughs> It's been a long day, all right? Australian all right, uh, slang. <laughs> uh, okay. I've got an Australian Kelpie here sleeping under my desk, but it's been raining and she hasn't been able to go out and she's uh she's a very energetic dog, and she's not loving this
1: the situation
0: right now. <laughs> My hand hurts,
1: yeah. Kelpies love to run around,
0: yeah, she does. She has uh, Delta. you have a Kelpie, right?
1: Yes, I do. And it's all and we believe it's crossed with the greyhound as well. So you oh, get great. all the energy in that one, yeah. does
0: it have like independently mobile ears that are super floppy?
1: No, the ears... um. My dog's ears are actually pretty rigid.
0: Oh, man, my dog's got super yeah. floppy ears. It's really funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the, I think when they're a puppy, they usually have really floppy ears.
0: Uh, well, maybe she'll she'll stiffen up in age. I don't know. She's adorable. Anyway, how's your oak?
1: Okay, so we have some very interesting flavors coming out now. Okay. I'm holding in my hand Paul's S'more, please. Flavour of oak, like <laughs> s'mores, chocolate, marshmallows, cram cracker. Pretty much, yeah. The uh, that's that's the flavour. It's it's Paul's s'mores, and, uh, and like hold text... on, hold on,
0: Paul, Paul, like the person.
1: Yeah, Paul the person.
0: So Paul's s'mores, oak beverage.
1: Yes, Paul's s'mores, please.
0: It's so weird. All right, carry yeah, on. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> here's the text on the back because Oak loves to put some lovely text on the back. So. Trust Paul to make a complex thing nice and simple. Alongside teaching kids to code, he also managed to turn a toasty choc-mallow campfire treat into a delicious drink. How's that for programming Hungry Thirsty away? It's great. (laughs) Does it taste like a s'more? Not really. (laughs) It actually tastes more like caramel. Weird. Although,
0: I now want to bring... Caramel to a campfire and put out my Smart, because that sounds really good.
1: Yeah, it, it tastes a bit like caramel and um, a tiny bit like coffee as well. But uh, yeah, it's uh, another oak flavour and this is actually one that was made by a member of the community. So um, yeah, they they have some of their wacky in-house flavors like i've already showed you and uh, they also have some wacky flavors that are made by the community so it's uh (laughs) pretty interesting i still got like well i think i can count at least five or six different flavors left so stay tuned
0: does this one also have 60 grams of sugar
1: Uh, let's check uh let's see servings per carton two sugars 30 grams so yes Two times 30 is 60 grams of sugar.
0: It's interesting to me that they all have exactly 60 grams. Like, there's no deviation from 60 grams
1: of sugar per oak. You could say it's the sweet spot.
0: Oh, my God. And from there, we're going to move straight to the news, because that was perfect. Oh, man. (laughs) All right. Coming out of Smash Childhood Cancer from World Community Grid, we have a project update. Uh, They're still looking at key proteins from the project. That's about it. They're still doing it. You, y'all you crunchers did the work. They're still using that work to smash out of Cancer, smash it. Good. Uh, so we'll keep you updated as stuff comes comes from the project. Keep crunching other world community good initiatives. And also sort of tangential news. Did you hear about IBM's 2 nanometer um, uh, processor?
1: No, I haven't, but that sounds very, very innovative.
0: It's, yeah, 2 nanometers is innovative. It's tiny. Wow. It's interesting, though, because uh, IBM runs World Community Grid. IBM develops uh, the smallest processor in the world. So,
1: Are they going to bring out a new brand of uh, CPU to compete with all the others? Because <laughs> I'd definitely buy it.
0: Hey, and maybe they'll put homograph- homomorphic encryption directly on it. It'll be a proof of hardware. It'll be all interesting stuff. Oh, interesting company, IBM. Anyway, Tangent, Delta, what do you got for news?
1: Yeah, let's talk a bit about Minecraft at Home. So uh, we have a new work unit, a new type of work unit. And it is a CPU application this time, and it is Minecraft at Home's first CPU application. So what they want to do with this CPU application is they want to find all of the world seeds, so all the things that generate Minecraft worlds, that uh, create an 11i portal in Minecraft Java 1.7.10. And so from what I've just quickly researched, um, because I haven't played Minecraft in a while, <laughs> and uh, I like to play all the old ones rather than all the new ones, uh, in Minecraft, um, well, modern Minecraft, you have what's called an, uh, an ender portal. And uh, that will take you to the end. Not, not the end of the game, but the end, the world where you have to defeat the ender dragon and then read the credits and all, all the funky stuff. And pretty much it is the end of the game. That's 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 the pretty much the end game of Minecraft. And they want to find a portal that already has eleven ender eyes in it. And you need twelve ender eyes in order to um, in order to activate the portal. So what they're looking for is a portal where you can literally speed run. And there's lots of people that like to speedrun Minecraft, and these seeds, uh, they're trying to find the most quickest seed to speedrun Minecraft with.
0: I get it. Okay. See, this is why I love this project, because that's going to be very popular.
1: Yep. And if you want some uh, actual statistics, the input file for this project is nine gigabytes in size. So they plan to split it up into many manageable, smaller tasks which is what Boink is all about. That's the entire purpose of Boink. So um, they give us a little bit of a metric. So a 320 kilobyte sample of that big 9 gigabyte work unit uh, on a 4.8 gigahertz Ryzen 5800, which is the fastest uh, single core CPU they state here, uh, it takes it around two minutes. So that's actually pretty quick. <laughs> Um, And this simulates uh, and checks over 5,200 world seeds a second. So, um, Oh, and they also have some statistics for Raspberry Pi, so let's check that out. Um, A 2GHz Raspberry Pi 4 with 64-bit Raspbian manages to compute 1,370 world seeds per second. So um, uh, they note that it makes it three or four times slower, but actually more efficient so if you're interested in finding a world or at least the fastest world that you can speed run in minecraft hop on minecraft at home and check it out amen amen oh and uh i just realized here there's uh there's a new update coming soon i think um and they're going to be talking about a 25 block tall super flat cactus
0: no not possible not (laughs) a real thing yeah you can't have flat cacti uh, uh, I was hanging out in another community, uh, crypto community, earlier today, and I actually ran across someone who crunches Minecraft at home. I was like, oh my god, that's crazy. That's boink. You should check out other projects. He was like, I know, we're in the same Discord, Minecraft at home. Like, wow, <laughs> what a world.
1: <laughs> cool uh, my- Minecraft at home is our go-to marketing project at the moment, so <laughs> it oh, attracts hmm. a lot of people.
0: Definitely. Um, I actually don't have any more news. Deal?
1: Yeah, I got um, MLC at Home news. Let's hear it. So uh, MLC at Home appears to have had some server issues, and uh, it occurred on the 1st of May. The server was down for about 10 hours until it was fixed. There has been no data loss, and they were able to completely restart with no further issues. Uh, However, some of the work units that were... um, distributed at that time or at the time that it went down or just before it went down have been marked invalid due to just in case the any of the data on the server was in fact corrupted by this um, by this unexpected shutdown. Uh, they've also done some testing with some of the newer Linux distributions because of the way that um, we talked about sandboxing issues that uh, in the last episode. And some of the newer Linux distributions use some weird, funky sort of sandboxing stuff to limit the Boink client. And uh, it, is, uh, it is affecting the MLC client. So um, they're trying to find some workarounds for it. And uh, they have found some. So if you want to go and check on their forum to see what you can do about it, and it mainly affects stuff like uh, Ubuntu 21 and up, and also Gen 2. Uh, And it'll probably come down the line with more systemd-based distributions like Arch Linux and all that as everyone starts updating. Uh, And uh, so yeah, if you want some quick workarounds, you can go and check out the forum. Now, MLC at Home is also working on improving their ROCM client for the new Radeon 7 uh, and Vega cards. And uh, they note that if you want to use it for those particular cards, you have to have ROCM 3.9 installed. So, for those of you that are passionate about your graphics cards, uh, that's in- important information for you. And uh, speaking, Uh, Let's see, they are updating their client uh, version so that it can support DS4. And their data set 4 will be rolling out uh, in this coming week. So uh, they will be working on their fourth data set. And just to give some statistics on how much progress they're through their original data sets, they got uh, coming out probably going to make sure that they have work to do. So good timing.
0: Definitely. One of the more actively developed projects, for sure. Run by one person, too. Man.
1: And it's got some lovely weekly updates that we can always have something to talk about.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I did lie, though, I do have one more news item. It's actually coming from Koshi here in the chat, talking about Sci-Doc. Uh They mentioned that SideDock has gone through uh, the server upgrade and keeps up with the high demand of pe- the Pentathlon 2021, which is great to hear. Uh, they also released CMDoc version 012, which includes support for snapshots. As each work unit consists of 500 records, the app will snapshot after each record and can pick up from there again if it would be interrupted. Uh, 12 is isn't available through Boink yet, but can be used via the app underscore info.xml file. So Sidoc, also a new project, also one of the more active ones. is really neat to see these smaller, newer projects being so active.
1: All right. Yeah, um, we have a very quick one coming out of Collatz. Uh, they just mentioned that their email connectivity has been fixed. So, yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's it. That that that's literally the entire news post. I mean, we'd like to have something more interesting to, um, <laughs> more interesting to say, uh, but yeah, the. I think some of the project admins need to learn how to make proper incident reports. <laughs>
0: Hey, they do what they can. We love anything we can get, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, we can imagine what happened. Maybe a cosmic ray hit one of their mm-hmm. RAM chips and uh, caused the email server to fail.
0: Maybe uh, someone was that's trying That's actually...
1: To... That's happened to me before.
0: <laughs> How do you know it was a cosmic ray?
1: Because it was the weirdest possible functionality you can expect from your computer, all right? I uh, I was I was on my computer, and I needed to type in my password to... Um, Do some stuff on on Linux And so I typed in my password It's wrong I kept typing in my password Still wrong Check caps lock Caps lock's not on Type in my password again I try changing my password It changes the password Then I try using that new password Still doesn't work It's some obscure unknown sort of functionality That as a computer scientist I can't explain other than saying A cosmic ray hit my computer And flipped a bit from a zero to a one
0: did you still get an A on your homework assignment? That's a great excuse. That's better than dog ate my homework.
1: Nah, uh, I I managed to fix it by just restarting my computer. So.
0: Mm. <laughs> oh man. Well, anyway, I'm eating breadsticks and it's delicious. But maybe they also were just like trying one of your oak flavors and spilled it on the server. So.
1: Yeah, I've heard of um, system admins eating hot dogs over the server rooms. So it's a possibility.
0: Yeah, well, they probably put onions on top of the hot dog.
1: Yeah, then they it, it slips off the bun and then they slip on it and then they topple over the servers and then it mm-hmm. makes a domino effect and whatnot. And uh, yeah, that's probably only found in movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, very happy to be through the news. Fun news week. Uh, I always love when Minecraft at home has news. It's Like you said, it's our advertising. It's our marketing project right now. <laughs> It's just so attractive. But that said, I guess we're gonna talk about our uh, first experiences with Boink today, eh? We got a couple Hell yeah we got a couple responses in the chat already. Figure we'll just throw them in every once in a while. We got one coming from Call Me Foxy, says that she bought seven Pine sixty four boards for a project that never happened and then COVID happened COVID happened, and then she found Rosetta and that's how she got to Boink. So she's a COVID adoptee. I always imagined you've been boinking forever. I didn't know you're newer. Well, welcome. You've been in this community, basically, since you started, haven't you? She, says she's, she remembers crunching something back in the early 2000s. I have a feeling we're gonna get a lot of that.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, the Pentium 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think there's a lot of hardware stories um, that where people have adopted uh, boink, because I remember that when I was I think I was about 12 or 13 years old. I had a nice gaming computer. I played games on it all the time. And uh, I often did my schoolwork on it. And as I was doing my schoolwork, I thought, I have all this hardware that's just not doing anything at the moment. It only does something when when I play some video games. So I wonder if I can run something in the background to help something else or help someone or help myself and uh, and use all my graphics power and everything for it. And so what I did was I tried to search for it. And I came across, I think, Einstein at home. And Einstein at home was my very first project. and I ran it on my GPU and um, I think also my CPU in the early days, while um pretty much while I did schoolwork or while my computer was off and uh, overnight. and uh, that's that's when I got started with, Boink, and now I'm here today, running podcasts for the Boink Network.
0: <laughs> hey, and getting—are um, you crunching Einstein at home? Are you trying to get a certificate? Are we competing?
1: Yeah, I'm still crunching Einstein at home. Uh, uh, see uh, Sorry, GPU only though, because uh, that's how you get the most work done with it. And uh, yeah, I only—I uh, I, got to be careful because um, you guys are going to cringe when you hear this. My GPU, when it was good it had three fans it has it's a wind force um nvidia gpu and uh let's just say that all the fans died and i had to zip tie a new fan to the center of the gpu <laughs> so i gotta be careful with it
0: i love it i love it i'm not cringing i'm i'm amazed
1: and, um, running. yeah and, and i'm sort of glad that uh, uh uh, Boink introduced me to it because it made me learn a bit more about Linux too. Because at the time I was experimenting with single board computers, I was I, was, I had uh, an Odroid, and uh, I wanted to see if uh, Boink could run on the Odroid. And I learned so much about Linux just trying to get Boink running on that little thing, and I could never ever get it running on that little thing.
0: <laughs> well, that's sad. <laughs>
1: very <laughs> lots of frustrating uh teenage nights trying to get that thing working
0: the, the like the level of um, i'm just gonna get this done is so much higher when you're a teenager i'm just like no i'm gonna i'm gonna make this fucking work i'm not stopping until this works because i don't know any better <laughs> uh oh, I never and, did as it a programmer
1: work. As a programmer, the feeling is ten times worse because you go to bed and you're just sitting there at night, and I'm thinking, okay, if you change this, it might do this. If change this, what am I going to do if I come out of bed? Am I going to am I going to change this or am I going to do that? It's ah, uh, it's like a big puzzle game.
0: Yeah. Oh man, I can't do that anymore. If it does, if I am doing something that doesn't work after like the fourth, fifth try, after fourth, fifth hour, let's say, like uh, I'll go do something else. I'm gonna go garden. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Plant some flowers.
0: There we go. Um, Koshi here in the chat is saying uh, that they forgot exactly how they found out about Setic Classic, but they joined January 8th, 2001. I assume that means you're crunching with the same CPID as then. Is that true? Because that's impressive, just that being able be, to keep an email yeah. from 2001.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Might be a hotmail email
0: yeah. address. <laughs> AOL. <laughs> wow. Oh, we, man. Toastone says their join date was 27th of June, 1999. Man, we got some old timers here. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> well, go ahead. I think, go ahead. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I just see MLC at home said uh, that they started with... Uh, they started Distributed Computing with Distributed.net. And then they uh, moved to the SETI Classic when they heard about it in the late 90s. So... Uh, there are some people who did start out with distributed.net, and that was a good entry point as well.
0: Yeah, and that was like SETI, I see it at home. You'll remember this then. The, the SETI was the, the distributed computing project, right? Distributed computing.net. Interesting, interesting stuff. I don't remember it at all. I do remember crunching SETI at home because aliens, come on, right? Like, that was their whole goal get more people crunching. Like, I remember uh, doing. The project, I was young then. I was a kid. So I have just visual memories of like the screensaver and like being excited to search for aliens. I don't remember setting up anything like my parents did at all, but it was on our computer. And then uh, I did not do Boink again until about 2013, where there's a little baby called Gridcoin popped up. And I was in the crypto space at the time, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I remember this thing. This is now a cryptocurrency tied with uh, this. This sounds pretty interesting. So I got more involved with Boink. I started crunching again to get some cryptocurrency and then uh, stuck around with the crypto scene and stuck around the Boink scene. And here we are. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun tying those two distributed computing um, principles together, just for science and then for economics. Pretty interesting. Yeah.
1: And if anyone else has some interesting stories of how they, they came about Boink, uh, please share it. And uh, MLC at Home makes also a good point that uh, distributed.net is still going. And a lot of these projects do still go because, in fact, they're distributed. And there are uh, at least a small number of people who still support it. Or In the, in the case of uh, the Boink network and uh, all the other distributed community stuff, there's still a big community around it.
0: Yeah, Koshi mentions that uh, back in the 90s with SETI, they were spreading the word locally. Uh, they say a friend even wrote an article in the local newspaper about them searching for ET. That's hilarious. That's great.
1: Yeah, that like, would be amazing. Now? <laughs> Someone archive that. We, we need to archive that. That's, that's some right? great history.
0: A local newspaper. Like a hard, like paper, trees, man. <laughs> uh, I have some friends who I convinced to start doing Boink. They drop off, though. The retention with Boink is actually really, really horrid. But uh, they were also crypto friends. They're like, okay, yeah, I've got some mining hardware I'm not using anymore. I'll throw it at Boink for a couple of weeks. And they enjoyed it. They started, again, coming from the crypto scene. And they started in, what, 2016? And then uh, just kind of dropped off almost immediately. <laughs> it's, it's just not... <clears throat> Without that money aspect for a lot of people, it's just not interesting. It's like, yeah, I'll just let Amazon solve all my problems. And it sucks that they have this uh, philosophy, this mindset. But a lot of people have that mindset. So the engagement, you know, Delta, we were talking the other day about getting people engaged in it, getting them interested interested in it, in the social side of Boink. And uh, that's what it was. You know, they joined because I'm their friend, and I said, hey, Boink for a little bit. It's fun. And they did. And then, you know, I stopped getting on their case about it, and they're just, you know, their computer reset one day, and they never turned it back on.
1: <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah. Um, I mean, one thing that I do have to say is that Uh, Given that everything is pretty much made with GUIs with Boink, it's it's pretty easy compared to, for example, getting a cryptocurrency miner or something up and running. Uh, It's uh, comparatively quite easier, and um, it just generally makes sense if everything's all clicky.
0: Yeah, yep, and it's uh, in a podcast before this. There was a really interesting way of phrasing, very effective way of phrasing how some of the science, uh, how, uh, how more translatable science is actually more effective at getting people to crunch it. Because you can see the actual, when you have a, a computing project that's developing a product that's going to go to market right away, people can see the economic impact and the personal impact of what that product is going to be immediately. And they'll crunch that project. But with even a project like Cancer Markers or Smash Childhood Cancer, you'd you're crunching that project and you don't see what it's going to do at the end when it's all done. So you're not as committed to it. You're not as invested in it because you just don't know what the effect is going to be. And if we can build uh, with with cryptocurrency, you see the effect immediately. It's money. It's economic freedom. It's um, political freedom. It's a lot of uh, the nonsense that people live day to day You get to separate from it when you jump to cryptocurrency. And that's why people with uh, an inclination to technology and distributed computing, actually, because cryptocurrency is just distributed computing for the most part, go to cryptocurrency and not to Boink. They don't go to these basic science, this this foundational research through uh, computational science, because they just don't see the effect of it. With cryptocurrency, they see it. They're building a new financial system. They're building a digital future. It affects them day to day. And if we could somehow marry those two concepts, marry science to that concept of this is going to change your life tomorrow, uh, I think we'd have a lot more people with uh, stories to share about how they first got into Boink because there would be more people here and they'd still, they'd stick around.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, tried to, I tried to squeeze some information out of Barton in the chat, but uh, all he's got for us is that he may have come across Folding at home first before he came to Boink. He may or may not have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, she says that uh, their first laptop was a 2000 megahertz Pentium 4 running really hot, but they kept it running in their locker in the military, uploading results during the weekend. That's really cool. <laughs> what
1: in a locker while they were in the military that's that sounds (laughs) extremely suspicious (laughs) so
0: what you would download batches of work units run it during the week and then when you could connect it to the internet you'd upload the batches of completed work units
1: that's the brilliant thing about point because you can actually do that
0: (laughs) yeah that is also someone committed to that stuff oh my god (laughs) you're finding aliens damn it
1: Did it take up your uh, whole 100-megabyte hard drive or not? (laughs) And I'm kidding, of course. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Hmm. Uh, I've never thought about, hm. Like, are there places, I'm trying to think of places that have massive amounts of commuting but aren't always hooked up to the internet in today's world. It's like, if we could get these guys to hook up their, their processing power to Boink.
1: I know that um, pretty much the entire of Australia counts for that because uh, our national broadband network is of uh, a very, very high quality. You know, right? Very. Right, right. <laughs> mm, I mean, right now well, I'm move. running off they... of uh, cellular home broadband as I wait for an entire month until an expert can come out and see what's wrong with our cable.
0: Look, you've got to elect or vote the emus out of power. You should have killed them all when you had the chance. They're ruining your infrastructure. Death to all uh, emus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're pecking at the optic fibers. <laughs> Damn emus. Uh, Does anyone else have any good stories? Nope. <laughs> I mean, we could probably talk about um, the fact that uh, there was a period of time where... Uh, the Bitcoin network actually had a project that uh, allowed you to mine Bitcoin. (laughs) It was the Bitcoin Utopia project. So I have a feeling that there would have been a lot of people uh, after that project finished who stuck around and stayed for all the science work as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think there are, like Minecraft, we're going to hear in five years a lot of stories like, well, I played Minecraft and then uh, they made this, there was this project trying to find a title screen seed, and I found it, and then I found a new project to crunch. That and COVID projects, and that's what we need, Delta. We just need more pandemics so we can get more <laughs> people to Boink.
1: Everything at home.
0: Everything at home.
1: Yeah, I, I just realized Boink, the Boink network, was the first um, <laughs> the first community to adopt the at-home um, catchphrase, I think, before even before COVID happened.
0: Yeah, Guys, I'm sorry. I don't actually want more pandemics. Forgive me. <laughs> Everyone's like, please know in the chat.
1: <laughs> uh.
0: Let's just find aliens instead. Hmm. I got nothing. I mean, I can draw back to the uh, last physical workshop in Chicago, where it sort of was like a snapshot of the type of people who boinked. There were a couple of us who were just like people who loved boink and showed up. <laughs> like just liked crunching weren't there no ambition no, no, like weren't there to build something just like we loved Boink. and uh, we wanted to talk about it we wanted to learn about it there were people from the projects themselves the universities who've like dedicated their lives to some of the projects uh and so, and some of the science and research involved i'm thinking of like uh climateprediction.net and and einstein at home and uh prime grid well not even prime grid. i don't think that's like their life but then there were people like those who from from the prime Grid projects were just like we love prime numbers and we've set off this prime project. We got a huge community uh, doing really cool stuff with prime numbers and getting people interested in uh, math and distributed computing. Uh, and then you had like uh, Kevin and Juan who are like world community grid gurus. And Kevin, uh, I already said Kevin and Keith, sorry, uh, who like are paid to do this stuff because they work from IBM. And all of us just chilling in rooms talking about Boink uh, for a week. It's an interesting. It goes back to the social side of Boink. It really brings a lot of different people together simply because there's so much science here. There's so many different ways to get your My Introduction to Boink story built. Uh, my first Boink children's book. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> my first Pentium one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you've got like I came for the space and the, the 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 aliens and the space, and I stayed for the space. Some people come for the cancer research and the medical research. Other people come for the math research and the prime grid stuff. Other people come because it's a career path, and it's, it's that's that. And it's, we're all here because of boink, and doing some really cool stuff, you know.
1: And we're still going to be doing some really cool stuff.
0: Absolutely. Uh, recently, there was a, a development update, like a. a a bot that syncs Slack with GitHub. And every time there's a PR uh, on uh, the GitHub repo for, for Boink, there's a PM in Slack. And that thing's popping off all the time. Like, There's a lot of dev development work going on, on with Boink.
1: There is. And keep in mind that that dev work can actually turn into a career. We've already talked about that here on the Boink Radio.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And clearly, we're out of things to talk about.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> What oak am I going to get next week?
0: Ooh, MLCA Home says he's hoping to turn this into a thesis. I think machine learning at home being one of the uh, first and only machine learning projects on Boink would be a great thesis. I think any board would look at that and be like, well, this is very interesting. Yes, please write about this.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Let's wrap it up.
0: If only your committee was made up of this Discord. One day, sir, we'll submit it to a blockchain. And they'll approve you. All right. <laughs> I like you. Period. That one. LOL. <laughs> so, yeah. What? We, what should we close on? What thought should we close on? Delta. Uh,
1: which oak i am gonna get next week? I'm but you don't want to tell us. Thought.
0: You want it to be a surprise. I wanna. I, I wanna
1: spark the curiosity. I what think you're going to pineapple flavors. What crazy! Uh, th- actually, there is a pineapple flavor out what there somewhere.
0: The fuck, <laughs> man! Pineapple milk. That's disgusting. Uh, yeah, you, you'll <laughs>
1: understand when I when I buy it. Just chill out. Wait right. for my review. But yeah, just <laughs> think of all the crazy flavors that you can think of. Think of something sweet, some sweet dessert that you'd usually eat, or you'd go out and get some takeaway food for, and uh, just imagine eating that. But then drinking it as milk.
0: <laughs> oh come on!
1: <laughs> yeah, like for example, um, uh, donuts are an easy thing you can go at. Imagine going to Krispy Kreme, getting one of their one of their donuts, sticking Ooh. it into a blender with a whole bunch of milk, and then drinking it.
0: Key lime pie.
1: That, that's what I'm talking doing. about.
0: That's a good one. You didn't you uh, never mentioned where you
1: rank the s'mores? Paul's s'more, please. Oh yeah, the the Paul's s'mores. I mean. <sighs> The the, uh, the the branding and the colors and the pictures and whatever, I mean, it sort of throws off once you start tasting it. So I think I'm going to have to put it under um, under vanilla.
0: Okay. I forgot the ranking, so I'm just going to nod my head and agree.
1: Yeah. I, I, let's just say it's around fifth, I think, fourth or fifth.
0: Okay. All right, all right. All right. Well, then, if you are curious about what dessert Delta will be drinking next week, join us at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Boink Network Discord server. We'll we'll let you know. We'll also talk about some Boink stuff, too, because, hey, why not? Have a good week, That's what you're here for.
1: (laughs)